Matos Gonzalez on Firme Cuentos y Arte Podcast. You know, one of the things that I've thought about and I've been asked a few times is if I knew I was going to move from San Antonio to Spokane in 2017, if, if I knew I was going to move before that, what would I tell myself? What information would I give? What would I share? What would I say to that pre-2017 Miguel? What would, what would I say? And I think about that and it's like, well, having grown up you know, just immersed in my culture, being a part of, of hearing Spanish, not just within the family, but throughout the entire community I hear Spanish as much as I would hear English here in Spokane it's it's like a 50-50 if you can imagine that and street signs advertisements things like that are in Spanish traditions you know Gein says all the time all over the place and just the tradition it's everywhere that it's it's that's expected that's the norm you know see guys and people I should say men and women in trajes and mariachis performing left and right here in different places and things and that's that's a career field that's a job you know there isn't just a single mariachi group oh my gosh no there are countless number of mariachi groups and they play all different styles of music the food is considerably different you have taquerias molinos you have all sorts of interesting things out there that you don't have here and then the culture and the art spaces you know, representing Chicano art political art activism and art you see that so openly in San Antonio that you don't think anything of it it's it's a part of, of who we are you come here to Spokane there's really nothing like that here even the gallery structure is very different in San Antonio that present a portfolio and based upon your work, how you've developed as an artist in your medium and your statement. Your statement goes a long way. What you represent, why you make what you make, what is your message, what are you communicating to the world? That that is so key. It has nothing to do with Here's a application and it costs this much per month. No, and then you have to work here in the gallery for so many hours. No, no. It's, it's very, very different. Very different concept of selling and, and showing work. And then you have the involvement of the universities and art education. 
that's different. Yeah, there's far more, I think. So, what would I tell that pre-Spokane self? I would tell him to be ready. Be ready for, for opposition. Be ready to adapt, but not conform. Yeah. Because coming here, I see many people that they don't just adapt to, to, to being in a predominantly white space, but they, they assimilate. They become what everybody else is here. And I see that, you know, from loss of language, heritage is not expressed, culture gets, it gets lost. And it's not that people purposely do that. I think they, they inadvertently do that in order to fit in, in order to have a space, in order to have their family be accepted. Yeah, because I've noticed that Spokane, socially, it's a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, either it's a combination of angry or bitchy, <laughs> or maybe kind of like they're a, oh, an angry fresa, you know? They're just, it just seems that Spokane is not very inviting when you're something other than white Spokane. Yeah, that's the only way I can really say that. Yeah, being a Chicano artist, it took about a year to be able to show my work. And even at that, I've only sold about four or five pieces here. San Anto, I'd have about three or four shows a month, and I'd sell at each show. It's it's very different, again, very different world when it comes to art and how people invest in art, how people invest in in that side of our local culture here in Spokane. It seems like people won't really spend money on art. They'll hire an artist to paint something in their house, to do something like that. And, you know, they'll, they'll hire them, they'll pay them, that's, that's good. I don't know what they pay them, but they do get paid for it, I hope. They better, <laughs> they better be. And then you've got, you've got people in, in San Antonio that are full-time artists they're very successful full-time artists. You know, they're they're curating, they're showing, they're selling either to university or to collectors. And and people they will spend money on that cultural art, on that Chicano art. They do. They really do, and it's great to see it there don't expect it here. That's how different the world 
being in Spokane is. So that's what I would say is that be ready to adapt, but don't let them overtake you. Maintain your Latinidad. Maintain your mission, your statement. Within your Chicano art, continue to create images, celebrating the beauty of your culture and your heritage, and continue to to just not be afraid to talk about the colonization of our gente and how that's affected us today, how that is still affecting us, how through that initial colonization from Spain, they've taken so many different little communities and they've changed them into something totally different, man. We've lost a lot throughout this whole time and not be afraid to display that in your work. Not be afraid to talk about that to people. You know, not from the the perspective of being an angry person and damn the Spanish, damn the whitey, no, no, not that, no, but to share what has shaped us to what we are today and to create that dialogue and to educate people and have them understand what it's like being brown, why it's important for us to have a voice why it's important for us to exercise our culture and flex those those muscles of, of the language and, and tradition and heritage and the things that we've done in the past are are, are social norms. You know, we shouldn't just have to to exercise it at Dia de los Muertos one day out of the freaking year, man. No. We don't all of a sudden become Mexican for one day on Cinco de Mayo. No, 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 we don't do that. That's what we are all day, every day, throughout the whole duration of our life. We don't just speak Spanish on one day. No, we don't wear a little hat like that. No, no. No, that's that's wrong to really think that. And there are people that actually think that. You know, it's it's they don't understand it. And it's not because they're they're angry racist people, no. It's because they're uneducated, they're inexperienced, they've never been a part of this community to know that this is what we are all the time. They don't know that. They don't get that. They just don't understand it. The thing is, it's it's up to us to educate them and share with them why we do what we do in order for them to eventually understand that, yes, we have a voice. This is why. Look at my children. My children can't speak Spanish because I have to speak English to them. They only learn English in school. When they go through an ESL program, that program erases their Spanish and replaces it with English. Yeah, it doesn't balance anything. 
it's subtractive in that sense. But to people that don't speak a secondary language, to people that are, are English dominant, living in a monocultural world, if that's all they've ever known, they see no reason why people shouldn't assimilate to, to be like them. But that's just it. People don't have to be like them. It's okay. It's okay to be a different person, to speak different languages, to think differently. It's all right. Yeah. And that's one thing about that I would say to to my earlier pre-2017, my pre-March 5th person, I would say, hey, continue to be yourself. Continue to make your arte. Continue to explore and express. And don't change for anyone. There's no need to. Not not one bit. There's no need to, to, to change. There's nothing wrong in, with including a part of the community that you're going to be a part of. But that doesn't mean leave completely the community, the community you're moving from. You know, so... That's what I would say. That's what I would do. And in that, it's been a challenge to be here and to be in this monocultural world. It's, it, it has been a real challenge. You know, almost daily, I experience things that, for me, it's like, gosh, it's just so different. Wow. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't think that. In San Anto, nobody thinks anything like that. In San Anto, nobody acts like that. In San Anto, nobody would do that. And every time I think that, I say to myself, Self, well, you're not in San Anto anymore. That's the way the community is here. So, that's what I would do. I would prepare myself emotionally, mentally, to be able to endure the difference. Some people, they really don't put any thought into it. They just, they just go with the flow, you know. But as, as an artist and as the, the, in the medium that I work in and the approach that I have towards that medium, I do think about a lot of these things. And they go through my mind all the time. You know, I'll, I'll hear people's statements. I'll see advertisements, you know. I'll read things, I'll hear things, I'll be in conversations. And it's just that mindset that people in the Pacific Northwest have. It is very different. Especially the people that are from here. So, and all that, yeah, that's that's what I would do. I would prepare myself and I'd say, hey, you're going to hear a lot of things you're not going to agree with. You're going to hear a lot of things that... You'd never hear down here in San Anto, man. So be ready. Buckle up, because it's a bumpy ride. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. And, and having been here for a few years now, you know, I, I, I'm starting to define my, my bearings, I guess you could say. 
in order to, to work through this this community and the way it's, it's structured, the way people think, I've learned to communicate with them in their language. And, and I don't mean English. I mean in the method of which they speak. A lot of people here, throughout the conversations that I have with them, when we're talking, it's like they almost don't know how to talk. One thing I've noticed is that people tend to say the, the statement they want to say, and then immediately after, they say, well, well, no, well, what I mean to say is, or what I'm trying to say is, and then they repeat it again with a slightly, I don't know, a few different words, and then they go through that sometimes two, three times, four times. And I get to the point to where I want to just, just cover their little mouth and say, just say what you want to say. Just say it. You know? <laughs> and that's one thing that you get in San Anto. People say what they want to say. They say what's on their mind. They say what they're feeling. It's that real talk. Like here, on Firme. I'm not trying to tell you what I want to say. No, I'm telling you what I want to say. These are my thoughts. You don't need to agree with them. Don't need to love them. But you know what? We'd be in a better world if you would just listen and just respect. Just as I listen and respect to other people here. And, you know, it's it's one of those things in in the community that, that I hear that a lot in conversation I hear that in business uh, I hear that in so many topics well what I'm trying to say well what I mean to say or what I want to say just say what you want to say in Spanish when you're speaking in that language it's quite direct of course you can get flowery <laughs> like anything else and you can speak so eloquently in your Spanish but either way you're saying exactly what you mean to say when you speak Spanish there's really no thing as as, as trying to find the right word for something no because either there's a word for it or not and either you know that word or you don't and you either say your mind or you shut up and you don't say anything at all. And with the friends and the family I have, <laughs> they say what they mean to say. <laughs> it comes out, man. Yeah, and so in, in all that, I, I would prepare myself for a, a different culture, but more so, if anything, I would tell myself just be ready for opposition be ready to hear a lot of things that you you, you aren't going to agree with but you're going to have to navigate through it it's going to be a part of your everyday it's going to be a part of of how strong a person you are and how strong a person you're going to become for being bicultural in a monocultural space yeah be ready to hear some things that 
never heard in a community before. And when you hear them, don't be angry with what they say. Be open-minded. Know that those words are coming to you from inside a bubble. And that you haven't entered that space. You're not there. But you're very close. You're right at that boundary. And just on the other side of that boundary, that's that's the monocultural mentality that, that you've never experienced. Nor that you ever will experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I would tell myself. So for those of you that have come to Spokane, have spent some time here, or people that have, have recently arrived to Spokane, what would you go back and tell your pre-Spokane self? What would you, what little tidbit of information would you share with them to say, hey, this is what you're getting ready, get ready for this, this is where you're going, this is what it's like. How would you set yourself up for success? I don't know. Share some of that in your messages towards me and we can create a little dialogue on this because I'm, I'm curious. I'd, I'd like to learn from you. And um, I do learn from you. So, yeah, please share. I'd really, I'd like to hear. So, in all that, I say to you to continue to move forward through this this pandemic time, through this cultural shift that we're experiencing in Spokane through these, these changing times. Continue to move forward and onward and upward. And um, we'll be talking again soon. Bueno.